Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our first episode of our live video podcast, Exploring Economic Development with MEDC. I'm Meredith Harris, the Executive Director of Marlboro Economic Development Corporation, and I am joined today by my co-host and moderator, Jill Morin. Hi. Oh. Go right ahead, I'm Jill. I'm go right ahead. I like to jump in. Uh, so happy to have you all with us today. Um, if you're joining us live, feel free to make a comment. Let us know you're here. Let us know where you're watching from or maybe any questions that you might have. And if you're watching this on the replay, you can also comment. We're gonna be checking those to see um, you know, what some good topics might be for the future. And we, we'd love to know a little bit more about you and kind of why you're joining us and, and what really interests you about economic development or maybe the growth of Marlboro, Massachusetts. So we're really excited. We're going to start talking about topics that we hear often from people um, as we travel around promoting Marlboro to all the folks that we want to bring in. Um, but the most, the question that we hear most often is, "What is MEDC? What do you do? You know, why do you exist?" You know, we, we've actually had a couple of new employees that started over the last year that both were from Marlboro, uh, Marlboro residents that you know didn't necessarily <laughs> understand exactly why the MEDC exists and, and what is it that we do. So we thought it was important to come to you guys in a live video format so you can engage with us, ask questions. Um, we're hoping that a lot of different types of folks are going to join us in this and really anything that you want to ask us, we're here to discuss and I uh, want to kind of keep this in an informal discussion. So please um, ask your questions in the comments below um, and, and we'll get started. Uh, Jill? Yeah, so um, like you said, um, I joined the team this summer in July and I I knew a little bit about MEDC basically through seeing you at events uh, facilitated by Marlboro Public Schools. So I saw you on a panel discussion once um, during STEM week right. at the Whitcomb School. Yep. I particularly remember. And um, so, so I feel like I've learned a lot through the last six, seven months working with MEDC. But um, can you just tell us a little bit, I mean, an overall, who is MEDC? Uh, and what's what's the role that that you that we play here in the city? Yeah, so it's a it's a great question, and I think a lot of people share um, you know your thoughts and, and comments as well. So MEDC is the economic development arm for the city of Marlboro. Uh, we are considered the sales and promotional arm for the city, really working to foster economic development, job growth, company expansion, uh, neighborhood revitalization, and we also serve as a de facto planning department for the city. Um, so what does that mean? Um, it's really our job to make sure that we're out, you know, not only on a state, um, you know, and local level, but also on a national level, promoting Marlboro and all the wonderful things that we have here to offer in our city. Um, and so when we go out to some of the different, you know, we call them site selector events, and we meet with commercial brokers across the country to really talk about Marlboro um, and why companies throughout, you know, Massachusetts and beyond should want to locate here. Um, and the importance of bringing a company to your community, there's many different reasons why you'd want to do that. Um, but really, it all comes back to growing the pie. Um, the Arthur Bergeron, our founder, our original founder, um, our, excuse me, our original chair of our board, you know, often talked about growing the pie. And what was the importance of growing the pie? All right, so I got to jump in here. I've never heard growing the pie before. I've heard eating the pie. Love eating pie. <laughs> Love eating pie. <laughs> What's your favorite pie, Meredith? Apple pie. Apple pie. Absolutely. Oh, strawberry rhubarb. <laughs> Hands down. But not if it's too sweet. That's right. Anyways, so growing the pie. Yes. Tell us. What does that mean? What is growing the pie? What is the growing pie? Need to know. Right. So what you, the way you want to think about it, the city, at the end of the day, the city has a amount of money that they need to collect in order to operate. 
Um, and so every individual, every resident, every homeowner is going to pay into that. We call it the pie, uh, but also every business that you have in your community is also going to pay into that pie. Um, so the city's budget every year continues to increase for you know different reasons. And if you have more people that are paying into the pie, you know you grow the pie, and therefore everybody is able to get a little bit bigger of a slice. Um, you know, so bringing in companies who are actually taxed at a higher rate, um, our commercial tax rate is a little bit higher than our residential rate. They help um, offset some of the burden for our residents. Okay. And so at the end of the day, really the MEDC mission is to make sure that we're stabilizing the residential tax base. Um, and, and so that translates to every resident in Marlboro, you know, you're, and we'll get into this in another um, episode because we could talk about that for a long time, but really trying to make sure that when our homeowners receive their tax bill, um, that they're able to really predict that it's at a stable rate and it's not jumping or fluctuating um, from year to year. Okay. So I, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people get concerned um, about, so we, we bring in more people, sure. we bring in more businesses. Is that going to cost the city of Marlboro more money? And so, well, more, more businesses, more growth it's still going to cost us more even if we're dividing it. How do how can you kind of speak to that? Well, so if you have more people, you know, more companies, more folks that are paying into it, yeah. it's going to, you know, it, it kind of, it, it ables, it stables out, it stabilizes. Mm -hmm. um, and also with those, you know, company coming in, you know, there's so many other benefits to having a company in your community, right? So if a company comes in and they're bringing with them 100 jobs, those are 100 jobs that are available to Marlboro residents. Right. You know, and then often folks talk about traffic and, you know, how's that going to affect, you know, things like that. Well, if people from Marlboro are working in the companies, that's a win-win for everybody. The traffic won't increase too much. Mm -hmm. um, but also, if you think about it, people coming into your community is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and we talk, we'll talk about this again in another episode, but, you know, the, the big fish feed the smaller fish. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, you know, if there's somebody down at, at Rock's Barbershop on downtown Main Street or, or one of the other, you know, nail salons, places like that, people that are coming into our community every day to work are now frequenting some of these businesses and helping support our local economy. Right. And that makes me think about, um, you know, it's kind of a different time that we're in right now, but it makes me think of the New England Sports Center. Right. And how that has really helped uh, local restaurants right. because and the hotel industry, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, one of our biggest, you know, drivers in our economy in Marlboro is sports tourism, mm -hmm. you know, in the hospitality industry and people that are coming in to work every day in some of these bigger companies, they're eating at our restaurants, um, but then they're also staying at our hotels. You know, if somebody that works at GE Healthcare or Cytiva or Quest, one of the, the big fish that's in our community, um, if they have people that are flying in to for a meeting or some sort of a board meeting they're going to stay at our local hotels they're yeah. going to eat at our restaurants they're going to shop in our local places they're going to go get their nails done, they are going to get I their nails done need to go back. <laughs> absolutely need to go see either shea bella or ttc absolutely yes and so it's a great yeah. way for us to help promote some of our local folks our small right. business um you know with the bigger business that's coming in yeah awesome all right well we've got a question here great uh the question is so what you're saying is that more commercial business helps keep the residential tax rate lower? Yes and no. Okay. Um, so it's not that it necessarily keeps it lower, uh, but it stabilizes the tax rate. Um, and, and so, you know, Marlboro, we've been able to keep the tax rate lower than our surrounding communities in the past couple of years. Um, you are going to see some fluctuation in the tax rate from year to year. Um, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that your tax bill is going to go down. Um, you know, home values go up, the tax rate comes down, you know, so there is some fluctuation in some of those different things, but having more commercial business in your community certainly helps to stabilize your tax rate 
um, and keep things um, you know predictable. Mm-hmm. A follow-up question to that is um, along with the residential tax rate as well as give the smaller businesses more traffic. If by traffic you mean more people coming in um, to frequent their services, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, you know, we, we typically say that there's about 25,000 people that come into the city every day to work, 25,000 people that leave the city every day to work. That, of course, is post uh, pre-pandemic. Um, so we'll have to look at those numbers again when, when COVID is kind of in the, the background. Um, but certainly those people coming in during the week to work, um, you know, are certainly trafficking our, our businesses or, or frequenting our shops. Awesome. So speaking of, um, you know, finances and taxes, and can you tell us, um, I don't know, maybe tell us a little bit about where MADC came from when you guys opened up shop, um, how, maybe also when when did you jump on board, and maybe how is this whole operation funded, and, and why should it be? It's, an, it's important um, for folks to understand, too. You know, so MEDC, I always say it goes back to um, 2000, I think it was 2008, 2007 timeframe. Um, Mayor Hogan at the time um, came up with an idea, you know, to try to, how do we make sure that the businesses in town, you know, are, we're continuing to bring them in. Uh, unfortunately, Fidelity around the same time had left the city, took with them 5,000 employees, um, what, what seemed to be overnight. I wasn't here at the time, but we hear that, you know, it was one of those things where the administration in town kind of sat, sat back and said, how do we make sure that that never happens again? You know, if, if a company like Fidelity, you know, is going to leave the, the city um, and take with them 5,000 employees, how do we make sure that we either knew about it before it happened and had a chance to, you know, try to step in and, and save them from leaving? Um, and how do we then make sure that we're preparing to bring additional folks in if a company does decide to leave for one reason or another? Um, so the idea of the MEDC was founded um, right around 2010. Marlboro Economic Development was that? six, I hear. No, so, yes, yes, I'm sorry, yes. (laughs) Thank you, Jill, thank you. Yeah, so it was 2006 and it was Marlboro 2010. That's where I got the 2010. So we were working towards 2010. Um, And so at the time it was Mayor Hogan, Nancy Stevens then, um, you know, she was the the mayor after after that. She was able to kind of bring the idea to fruition. Um, There was Council President Vigent at the time who then ended up being the mayor that we work with now. Um, But all these wonderful folks came together to, to bring this idea of an economic Economic development team uh, to the city of Marlboro. So originally we were funded through uh, membership based um, and then eventually after 2010 after we worked towards that goal of 2010 um, we ended up moving to a different uh, funding structure and so the local option hotel tax was implemented by the voters in Marlboro uh, but the catch was that all the money that was collected through the local options hotel tax had to go towards economic development. And kind of the cool thing about that, if you think about it, the tax that's collected through the hotels is really from people that are visiting our community. Uh, so really the taxpayers of Marlboro are not necessarily paying into economic development, but people that come to our community are the ones that are funding that. Okay, so I remember it was like my first week here and you explained that to me and I was, I shouldn't be, I mean, like, I was born and raised in Marlboro, right. grew up on Orchard Street, right near Ward Park. But I was really like dumbfounded by that. Like I was really shocked by that. And I, I think it's wonderful. I mean, if we're talking about growing economics, if we're talking about growing our city and bringing in different companies, um, even as a, as a taxpayer here in Marlboro, it's like, well, well where's my money? Why, why am I right. spending my tax money to, you know, to have other people move closer right. to my house or, right. you know, to have worse traffic or, or whatever. But right. to, to know that that's being funded by people Outside. that are, yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. 
Well, and, and also the, the other piece that I think people don't realize around the same time was the meals tax. And mm-hmm. so the meals tax was implemented again by the voters in Marlboro, mm-hmm. um, but all of that money is, um, is slated to go towards parks and recreation. So all the upgrades that you're seeing across the city for our fields and things like that is coming directly from the meals tax, right. um, which in most cases you don't even notice it. Right. It's like it's like a fine little item right. on, your, on your receipt. That, right. That you don't even, I mean, it's... it's it's puny right. for an individual, right? But when you look at the improvements when that it are comes made together. Yes. in our parks and rec, it's it's through that. And I th- I think kind of an, another neat thing about the the way that it's funded, in a lot of cases in in government, you know, in city local governments, people say, well, wh- again, to your point, where is my money going? Right. You know where this money is going, yeah. and it cannot go towards anything else. Um, so the, it's a set aside. It doesn't go into that general fund that can be used for X, Y, Z, and you never know exactly where it goes. You know where this money is going, yeah. um, which is kind of neat. That's awesome. Uh, we've got another question. Great. From Brianna. Hi, Brianna. It says, how does your group recruit and incentivize companies to come to Marlboro? And when they decide they want to build or renovate uh, within the city, how do you help them navigate that process? Well, is that something that we do? Absolutely. Tell that us, is what we do. Tell us about, tell you about it. it. Thanks Man. for the question, Brianna. I appreciate you joining us this morning. Um, so the way that we incentivize company, there's a lot of different tools that we have. We call it our economic development toolbox, uh, which we launched in 2015. Depends on the size of the company. You know, if a company is a large company that's coming in and they're going to be making you know, millions of dollars in improvements and bringing with them hundreds of jobs, we're able to kind of point them towards um, the EDIP pro- uh, program, which is run by the state, uh, but it does require the local municipality to enter into an agreement with a company um, based on the things that they're doing. What's the investment that they're making? How many jobs are they bringing in? And what's the improved value? That's kind of the piece. And again, I don't want to get too much into TIFFs right now, uh, but it is a program called the tax incentive financing uh, through the state MOBD. However, the piece about that that people need to understand is a company that's coming in that's bigger needs to be making a value change, an assessment change um, on the tax rolls. If they're able to meet that threshold, which is a difficult thing to do, they're eligible for that program. They then are able to get a tax savings on the improved value um, in the building. So that's one tool that we have in the toolbox. If it's a smaller company or a mid-sized company, we also have programs through the MEDC that are that they're eligible for. Um, we, we have one that's called the Small Business Incentive Program that's structured similar to the TIF program at the state level, uh, but that's more for you know a company that's taking 25 to 50,000 square feet. They're not necessarily making that assessment change, so they wouldn't be um, eligible for the state program, but they're bringing jobs, that, you know, they're filling space in our community, they're bringing people in every day, so we see that as a value and we're able to offer incentives through our toolbox. If they're a much smaller company, you know, if it's your local donut shop or a, a candle maker or something like that, we have programs available for them as well. If they're coming to our downtown, we have specific programs. If they're an existing business in Marlboro and they're trying to make improvements to their facade or something like that, that's also something that we have available. I think there was a follow-up question that Brianna had. There was two in there. Let me bring that back up. Sure. And, and just to, uh, for all of you that have just jumped on in the last 10, 15 minutes, welcome. We're happy to have you Thank here. You. This is a live video, so you can feel free in uh, in Facebook or YouTube to, you know. Ask away. Ask away. <laughs> what comments, what questions do you have? Um, so that question again was. Um, How do you help them navigate the process? Yeah. So 
I think that's the beauty of MEDC. And, and not every community has an MEDC or an economic development arm that is funded or structured the way that Marlboro does. Um, if you are a business owner, whether you are at one of the biggest companies in Marlboro or across the, the state, or you're somewhere in the, the country that's looking to come to Marlboro, you can call us and we will help you. If you are a teeny tiny little startup or you're an entrepreneur, you can call us and we will help you. Mm -hmm. uh, we want every type of business that's looking to locate in our city to, to know that this is the one-stop shop to find out everything that you need to know about bringing your company, building your company, or expanding your company in our community. So that kind of reminds me of, remember a few weeks ago, you and I were here in the office mm -hmm. and we had two gentlemen that, that showed up and they had heard about us, I think right. through one of our restaurants. Uh, Brazilian Portuguese speakers, I was so excited. I got to use my Portuguese skills. Um, but they came in and they were just wanting to get started with a painting company. So at that point, what besides MEDC, because at that point when they're just like, they haven't gone through any licensing right. yet, uh, or actually they had a license, but they didn't have, they weren't um, right. licensed in the city of Marlboro and all right. of that. What are some of the resources outside of MEDC that we kind of can, can help get them, them started? Right. And then when is a good time for them to kind of circle back to us for us to support them even more? So yeah, so so a company that's as small as the, the gentleman that came in a couple weeks ago, yeah. we would point them to the, you know, the state has wonderful resources about how do you start a business, how do you file different things with the, the state, the city, you know, all your different, you know, administrative things that you need to do before you can really get going. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have wonderful resources in our community. There's the Chamber of Commerce, which is a great place to go to, uh, Marlboro Regional Chamber of Commerce with Rob and his team. They're able mm -hmm. to kind of help you get started. There's also folks at Clark University that can help with starting a business plan. Um, you know, often we have folks that are entrepreneurs and they have a dream and they want to get started, but there's so many things that you need to do yeah. before you can really, really hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, and so we're able to point people in a direction of where you should go, how do you get started? Um, and then once you're kind of up and running, come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in, in the important piece about some of those incentives, you know, we want to make sure that we get to folks before they sign a lease or before they get too far down the line so that we can really help them, you know, get ingrained in the community and, and figure out what they need to do. And one of the things I've noticed, I'm not, I'm not involved in through my role here, but I've noticed that because of your connections with the other city departments, if we, you kind of know, oh, this building might open up right. soon. Right. So like, let's say I wanted to open up a what did you say? A candle shop. Sure. Suddenly, I'm I'm really into my like Etsy, and I'm I'm getting yep. all crafty and all that. And I want to open up a candle shop, and yep. I and I I see there's a building down there, and I and I already signed a lease. But then you might know if I come here and say, hey, this is what I'm interested in doing. You might say, you know what? Yes. But mm -hmm. there might be a place that's opening up soon that might be a better fit for you where you right. can get more traffic. Yeah, and I, th and I think that's where building the relationships comes into play. Yeah. You know, so we try to really make sure that we're we're building relationships, maintaining relationships with folks within the city, anybody that owns buildings, um, the companies. You know, really just trying to keep a handle um, on what is happening. Mm -hmm. You know, what's going on because there's nothing better than your boots on the ground knowledge yeah. about this company might be moving here or this space might be open um, to really make meaningful connections for folks when they come into our community. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we've got a question. Great. What is the RLF program? 
The RLF program is our revolt. Roll on the floor. <laughs> really lazy <laughs> program. This is our revolving loan fund program. What? Yes. Tell me about it. So we have a revolving loan fund program, which was started back in 2015. Uh, that's when we launched the toolbox, which is all those different incentives that we talked about. Ooh. So the revolving loan fund is part of the toolbox. And the toolbox, little plug here, we will be doing a, an in-depth video talking all about it with our wonderful... Linda. Linda Martins, yes. Linda Martins. So Linda Martins, our director of operations, she uh, manages these programs. She you know, manages the revolving loan fund as well. This is a great tool for entrepreneurs, small business, folks that are trying to get started, you know, but maybe don't qualify for 100% of the loan that they need at one of the, the smaller banks. Maybe they qualify for 80% of that loan, and, and they really need that 20% gap financing, we call it, to get them to where they need to be. The revolving loan fund is a tool that you can use to kind of fill that gap. So it's community funds um, that were put together. There are four local banks that have joined with MEDC to put this program together. Um, we have Avidia Bank, we have Main Street Bank, DCU, and St. Mary's. And the city, St. Mary's. St. Mary's, yeah. That was my first bank account. No kidding. Shout out to St. Mary's. Sa shout out to all of them. Uh, of course. To all of them. Uh, yes. And so the city council also has uh, put money towards this program. And what happens is a, if an entrepreneur or a small business owner, the first example we had was a, it was a gentleman from Marlboro who wanted to start um, his own electrician business. Mm. And so he came to us. What he really needed was a bucket truck mm. and he needed to secure the funds to get the bucket truck. He can only he only qualified for 80 percent of the loan at one of the local banks. The revolving loan fund, everybody has come together. They have each have a 20 percent stake in the fund. Yeah. Um, he applied for the loan to cover that. 20 that final 20 percent um, and the bankers they sit on there's a committee that is one banker from each of the different uh, banks that sits on the committee with an MEDC rep uh, to really look at the the loan applications and make sure that everything checks out um, and we were able to help you know a young you know budding entrepreneur get his his business up and running um, through the revolving loan pro revolving loan fund program uh, since then, we've had, I think it is four additional loans. Um, it's really helped some of our, our great companies in town get started. Uh, Big Apple Deli was one. Uh, when they moved from one space to another, we were able to help them out. Uh, Kitty Time Daycare is another one. You know, So really some great businesses in town that have been able to benefit from that program uh, specifically. Awesome. All right. Brianna says she has one more for us. I would love to hear it. She can keep them coming. Though. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're here. All right, one more for you. Does the MEDC have a pre-approved list of contractors, consultants that uh, are provided to companies they're looking uh, to renovate or build? We don't necessarily have a pre-approved list, um, but we certainly, you know, when companies are coming in, you know, especially if they're from out of state or, you know, they're not local to the area, they absolutely ask us for recommendations about who has done the most work in town, who is somebody that understands the local municipality in our process. Um, so certainly want to build relationships with contractors and folks like that that are looking to do business in our community um, so that we are able to provide you know, the folks that are coming in, kind of those big fish, again, with some of the local small folks that they're able to work with. So absolutely, Brianna, would love to connect with you um, and make sure that, you know, the company that you're working with, you know, is, is available to the folks that we're bringing in. She sends us a smiley face. Thanks, Brianna. <laughs> Smile right back at you. <laughs> That's awesome. So what are some of the other things that we wanted to kind of discuss on this first episode, episode number one? Well, 
Yeah, so I mean, I think another another thing that people often wonder is who do we work with? What are the constituencies that we we tend to to spend the most time with? And um, one thing that we've really been trying to do as of lately is is to build the school to business partnerships. You know, and I know we'll get more into all these topics, you know, at later times. Um, but just to give kind of to scratch the surface, you know, when you bring in a company. Um, that's great. Attraction is wonderful. We want to continue to attract companies to our community. But it's just as important to make sure that we're retaining the companies in our community. You know, if a company comes in and they only stay for a couple years and then they leave, we're then, you know, trying to fill that space again. So if we can keep them there, um, that's wonderful. When you talk to the companies, the mayor and I, uh, you know, we work very closely with Mayor Vigent and his office and the city council. Um, one of the programs that we have is called the business outreach. And so the mayor and I try to visit at least one or two companies a month to just get feedback. You know, what, what's going well in the city? Um, are you growing? Can we help you grow? Do you need a different space? Are there things that we know about that we can help facilitate? Um, you know, when we first started the meetings, it was before my time, you know, so the mayor, you know, has been doing this for many, many years now. Um, one of the biggest things that we heard from the companies and it has been across the board is if I can keep my employees happy, mm -hmm. I'm staying, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So if they can continue to, you know, find employees, keep them happy and keep them, you know, employed in their company, that's great. You know, it, it's expensive to move a company, mm -hmm. you know, so if you don't have to do that, they don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of that, we take a lot of that feedback and try to make sure that we're helping build the pipeline and, you know, and make sure that the attractions, things that, as such as the Apex Center or, you know, new Just restaurants that, that you see come yeah. in, the fix, you know, things like that. Those are all things that companies need um, to help with their employee retention mm -hmm. um, and to make sure that when the, the big CEOs are coming in, they have a place to stay at, they have a nice hotel and they have a place to go out to eat. You know, those are all things that help a company stay in your community. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm getting going a little off track, but the school to business is really important because that pipeline, that workforce, we really need to workforce development and make sure that we are providing employees for these companies that are coming in. Um, so we've been doing a lot of work, Jill, with your help, you know, to make sure that the students of our community are aware of the companies that are here, mm -hmm. that we're training them appropriately so that when they come out of school, you know, they have wonderful jobs right in their backyard. Yeah. Um, and they're not afraid to apply for those jobs. And, and those are things that they're able to have access to. So just to um, just to clarify, so Meredith mentioned my help from the school system. So in addition to working here as the marketing director um, at MEDC, I also work as a communications coordinator at Marlboro Public Schools. And so um, I graduated from MHS. I won't tell you when because the yearbooks are now virtual. If you haven't checked it out, it's it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I I mean I, I got that link at like eight p.m. when I'm already in bed because I'm I'm old, and I was up to like eleven. Just yeah. creeping on everybody, yeah, right? I couldn't help it. Well, my in-laws graduate. Anyways, I'm, I'm off track. But so part of my job uh, as communications coordinator for Marlboro Public Schools is, you know, certainly bringing um, feel-good stories uh, and sharing pictures and videos of uh, all the things that are going on in the school. Uh, but it's been great to kind of work here and there because right. I feel like I have a, a, a better understanding of right. what's going on in Marlboro. Um, and it, it only ever makes me feel like more proud to absolutely be here you know Marlboro really is a great place to what, what's the phrase live, to live work and play live work and play, live, work, and play. come on guys well and so speaking <laughs> of live work and play yeah. the other big piece I can't forget to, to talk about Sam Sherman and we now have oh, um, she commented she did she said well maybe she doesn't maybe she wants to stay a little incognito sorry Sam I'm blowing you up <laughs> 
Uh, great info. Love this. So she she's joining us on uh, on Facebook today. So that's great. Yeah. Well, so Sam currently uh, manages our hospitality and sports tourism program. We're actually bringing in a new employee as Sam is going to be going out. She's an entrepreneur herself um, to start her own adventure. But Lindsay Jowrick, who is a Marlboro resident, um, will be taking over in that role. But it's really important for us to also hit on the fact that we, we tried to do a lot for our hospitality uh, industry, mainly because that is a huge part of Marlboro's economy. You know, we want to make sure that we're, we're keeping the hotels. We always we always joke and say heads in beds. We want to make sure that there's heads in the beds and that there's folks that are, you know, going to our restaurants and eating out and doing things like that. So yeah. another big thing that we do at MEDC is kind of this dine local campaign to make sure that people are dining local, um, staying in our hotels and really trying to bolster that, you know, hospitality industry within the community. So we, we just got a comment right now from Steve Ulis. Go, Samantha. Thanks, Steve. So Steve has been, um, you know, mentoring Sam and helping Sam in her her adventure. You know, so Sam's going to be starting a food truck soon, and, and hopefully she'll bring the food truck to Marlboro. Because I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't she? Sam, I will. I will. I've I've been, you know, watching my weight, but I will eat those donuts. <laughs> I will. I will try anything you want to. To do that. Yeah. So I just have to say, Steve Ulis jumping in, you know, what a great testament to that workforce development, that yeah. pipeline building. You know, here's, you know, one of our beloved restaurant owners in Marlboro, you know, couldn't be more successful and willing to come and share some of his time with Sam, you know, a budding entrepreneur. Um, and we were able to help make that connection through one of our other series, Passing the Torch. Um, so we're hoping to do more of that in, in the future. Yeah. Um, but really just goes to show the Marlboro community and the way that you are treated once you come here. Yeah. Um, lots of people that are willing to help that want to get involved and, and really see people succeed. Yeah, that's awesome. Sam says, I'll, I'll be here. Coming, coming to, to the, the streets, streets near you. you. <laughs> That's coming great. to the borough. Do it, Sam. Proud of you, Sam. Very proud of you. Uh, we've got uh, Lindsay jumped in and said, this is so helpful. Thank you. Glad to be learning about the MEDC and how it benefits this great city. We're so excited to have Lindsay, you know, come on board. And um, we have a team right now. Um, it's myself. We have Linda, who who manages all of our revolving loan fund, economic development toolbox programs, and really just keeps us all on track and the wheels uh, so rolling here at the MEDC. <laughs> um, we also have, I've already talked about Sam and Lindsay, and then there's myself and also Jill. Um, you know, so Jill's doing all of our, our marketing, our communications. Um, and if you've been following us for a while, you might have noticed kind of a shift in the way that we've been doing things in July of this year. You know, as the pandemic hit, we kind of sat back and said, how do we react to this and how do we make sure that we still are bringing content that's of value? Um, and so Jill, you know, came to us with her video specialty um, and we've been able to produce really great content um, through the pandemic, which has been really great. Thanks. No, it's been it's been awesome being here and it's been a, a perfect fit for sure. It's wonderful. So I have I I kind of half brought this up the other day to you because I, I, I thought it might be good for this type of a, of a format. So I remember I grew up on Orchard Street, like yep. I said, and the best part about living on that street was that I could go out my front door and there was Ward a Park. playground yeah. and, the, and the football field and the basketball courts. And um, I remember it was like I was away at college mm -hmm. like 10 years ago when they had made a proposal to build a senior the center. Senior there. center. And in my mind, I was like, I was, I was so mad. Like my, my instant reaction was like, but that's my, that's my playground. You know, I have not my backyard. <laughs> not in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch it. But I really, I was super, I was um, nervous about that right. because 
I, I didn't know what it was going to look like, and you know, I didn't do my research to find out, you know, where where was it going to be? Oh, it was, right. It was after the park, right over right, there. Right. Right. And I mean, it ended up being beautiful. Beautiful. Right. I mean, and then they've got the what's that sport? Um, it's 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 not paddle ball. What is it? It's um, oh pickleball. Pickleball. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So they added that, and honestly, like the basketball courts now, right. and the pool, the skate I mean, park, and e- yeah, everything is yeah. just so amazing. It's it, I would be happy to live on Orchard right. Street again. Um, but my reaction, and I know we kind of talked about that at the very beginning, but just in case people are jumping in now, sure. um, economic development can seem um, threatening for residents, sure. especially if you kind of grew up and you had things a certain way and right. it's nostalgic and everything like that. So can you, just, just to kind of recap a little bit, why is economic development good? In, in this, this example, it was very clear. You know, they added right. to the park. They're meeting new needs. Right. Um, they they beautified what was already there. Right. Now they have they've had great event, events there. Was the uh, relay for life is yep. held there? It's it's amazing. Remember, were you around Fox Twenty Five? Came Boston. I think it was Boston Twenty Five. They did the the zip trip at Ward Park. That was awesome. No, too. It was a couple years ago. It. it was really cool. Yeah. Um, beautiful part of the city. Beautiful yeah. part of the city. But, you know, a lot of those increased services, the improvements that you're seeing, you know, all of those things are happening without a lot of impact to the taxpayer. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, you're able to see upgrades and improvements and new splash pads and yeah. the senior center, um, you know, not for nothing, but we, in Marlboro, we continue to have free trash pickup. You know, yeah. that's not something that everybody has in every community. No. Um, and, and our taxes have stayed stable. And we're able to add all of those things and have different types of improvements without, again, a lot of impact on your wallet. Yeah. Um, you know, so the reason we're able to do that is economic development. You know, the, the companies that are coming in that are, again, helping expand the pie, the whole pie, to make a lot of those improvements and those added services possible without impacting your wallet. So to that point, let's say, though, that this year my taxes went up. Yes. They say the same, but you're, selling, they're, you're saying that they say the same, but they've gone up. Sure. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So the tax rate actually came down okay. this year. The tax rate came down for both commercial um, and also residential. But some of the tax bills may have increased, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's because home values are going up. Yeah. So that's not a bad thing. Right. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That means that when you go to sell your home at some point, you know, it, it is a good thing for you. Yeah. Um, but again, that's what it's all about stabilizing so that it's predictable. You know, your, your tax bill may be going up $100 um, year over year is, is, is pretty predictable. You can plan on that yeah. um, and it's not that much. In, in some other communities, it's that's not the case. Right. Um, you know, so we're able to stabilize and keep it pretty level for folks that they can plan year, year to year. Awesome. Uh, we've got a, a question from Ryan. Ryan asks us, how do you think Marlboro's business community has grown over the years and before you answer that sure looks like steve's got to head out to work great job mdc see y'all soon (laughs) thanks for joining us steve yeah so if you haven't gone to um fireflies fireflies there we go best barbecue in town amazing check it out actually i was just talking to someone who had their uh five-year school reunion at fireflies no kidding it was awesome that's great all right going back to this question how do you think marlboro's business community has grown over the years and then maybe after that we can talk about how um before we wrap it up over this past year you know being so different but over over the past since you came on board how has the business community uh grown well i mean not to be silly but 
We started out as a shoe manufacturing community, yeah. right? You know, so yeah. I think Marlboro's business community has certainly, you know, changed over the years. And, and in the past, you know, five, seven, ten years, we've really shifted our, you know, our focus on on bringing in life science companies and advanced manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the beauty of kind of those lab users and things like that. And again, I don't want to get too far into these topics, but when you're talking about new growth and you're talking about growing that pie and the money that is collected, the revenues that are collected at the city, um, you know, lab space is is really, really profitable for the community because they come in and they're constantly changing um, the technology and they're they're you know bringing in new things. And so the city's new growth continues to to go up every year because of those companies that are coming in. Um, it, the manufacturing, advanced manufacturing, it's a little different. Um, you know, in Massachusetts, as a manufacturer, you're not actually taxed on personal property, mm-hmm. um, but the labs are. You know, so we try to make sure that we have a good, um, you know, diversity of industries that are in the community. Um, we also have a lot of great small, you know, and local folks that are here. Um, but really trying to make sure that um, the life sciences are are our target. You yeah. know, that's who we really want to bring in. Our- it's kind of our bread and butter, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we and it's not like I mean, if they're bringing so much equipment to right. to to come to a new place and like you said to to move a facility, right? It's expensive in that field, right? So once they're here, as long as they yeah. feel like they you know the overall picture works for them, they're going to stay, yeah. um, and that's a benefit to the community. And and you know, I, I, again, I'm scratching the surface a little bit, but kind of that new growth, that personal property, you know, that people are paying on in those labs. I mean, that's real money that's going into that pie. You know, again, it always comes back to growing the pie. Um, and year year after year, we continue to see benefits from, from companies and businesses like that that are coming into the community. Yeah. Um, and so you, what was the other question you had? Well, I'm gonna, the last year. Yeah, in the, in the past year, actually, yeah. We'll, and we'll finish that. Come back, I've, okay. I've got a question on deck for you. Um, so that's over, you know, the growth of Marlboro with businesses. What about this past year? How yeah. can you tell us a little bit about what you've observed yeah. in economic development as the city of Marlboro? How are we? How are we doing? How are businesses doing um, through all this craziness? Yeah, and I don't want to hang out on this topic too long because I, I think we're all like yeah, burnt ready out, ready to move yes. move on. But, but we I can't, right? Yeah. right? yeah. So I think the good thing, you know, we we have positioned ourselves um, to be able to to kind of weather the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a great business base that's here in Marlboro. You know, a, again, a lot of life science companies, a lot of those manufacturing folks that are actually manufacturing things for the life science companies. Yeah. Um, you know, so as much as the pandemic has brought difficulty and, in, in, you know, challenges for businesses across the world, um, we've actually been okay in that sector. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the life science companies are not slowing down. No. It's actually, you know, getting busier and and they're they're really trying to react to the pandemic and make sure that they're doing everything they need. Testing, you know, Quest Diagnostics is in our community doing, you know, the testing for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, so those companies are, are not slowing down. Where we have seen, you know, a little bit of a shift is the the purely office folks. Um, you know, so w- with the work from home and people really kind of shifting towards that, um, you know, time will tell. Yeah. You know, what does post-pandemic look like and are there going to be people coming back? So you might see some of the, the larger office tenants downsize. I don't think you'll see people. I'd be surprised if you see companies not have a physical presence at all, right. um, but it might be smaller than it was before. Sure. But again, going back to that diversity of industry and making sure that, you know, you, you have enough, you know, it's spread out enough that you can kind of come back from it. I think we've positioned ourselves very well over the last five to ten years. Awesome. 
Awesome. All right, I, I've got a couple more questions before we kind of wrap wrap it up. up. We've are, you know we've our been first episode. I know. Yeah. We've been live for about forty minutes here, and it's great. It's been awesome. All right, so Charlie asked us the question. I think this is a great, great, valid question. What types of resources can the MEDC offer to current residents who aren't necessarily interested in operating a business here? Yeah, so we can definitely, you know, offer, um, facilitate conversations. We can help you figure out where you want to go on the weekends. Are there things that, you know, specials that might be going on, things you want to do? Um, you know, happy to point you in all those directions. We're currently writing a Dine Local campaign. Um, so we're offering gift cards and T-shirts and different prizes to, to our residents and, and actually people outside of Marlboro that want to dine at our local businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, always happy to have a conversation and, and point people to, to wherever it is that they're, they're looking to go. Um, but Charlie would love to chat with you and, and yeah. see how we can connect and, and what we can do to help you. Didn't we just get a Dine Local card from mailed in from Boston? From Boston, day? yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We and we try to just be you know the a hub of information yeah. you know and we're really trying to make sure that we're again. You know, Charlie, maybe you have, um, you know, kids that are in the school system or you know somebody who might be in the school system. You know, we'd be able to help maybe, you know, get those folks to one of the companies that are in town. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're looking for a job or you know somebody that's looking for a job, we can help facilitate those conversations as well. Right. Um, we host a job fair, you know, typically biannually. I think we're going to annually now with the pandemic. that will come back, you know, later on. But I'm happy to help local residents find jobs. Um, you might not want to start a business, but you might want to work at one of our businesses. So we can help with that as well awesome yeah we were just in a meeting the other day with our schools again um, talking about internship right. opportunities and not only does that you know support our our soon-to-be graduates but also it, it connects with their families right. and it and it can provide a lot of opportunities for them awesome Charlie happy to have you here thanks for joining us Charlie and uh, Lola asked, uh, asked us the question how has MEDC helped small businesses during COVID with all the restrictions there's been a lot, hasn't there, Lola? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I think the, the challenging part was that it was so, and it still continues to evolve, you know, daily, weekly, you know, monthly. So that's definitely been a challenge for some of our small business folks in town. Um, but what we've tried to do is pivot that toolbox that I keep talking about. Um, we, we looked in, I think it was July that we started to, to really take a deep look at how can we repurpose maybe some of the funds that were available through the toolbox for new companies coming in um, to really try to shift and pivot and help the, the companies that are here. Um, so what we did over the summer was we, we had a program, it was the COVID-19 COVID Small Business Relief Program, um, and really tried to help any of our small business that were reopening under the state's new guidelines. Um, you know, so there was a lot of different folks you know wayside country store a lot of our restaurants you know wellies you know a lot of the the folks that you see all the time but we helped with some outdoor dining um, we helped purchase some protect personal protective equipment you know back in that time over the summer when people were just starting to reopen and things were just starting to get back um, to the new normal um, people were having a hard time finding masks and hand sanitizer yeah. and, and couldn't find those things and so we were you know really trying to make sure that people that wanted to reopen um, had the means to do so um, and put themselves in a position to be able to be successful um, and to react to the new restrictions that were being put in place. Awesome. So I've got to pull this out, uh, Meredith. Tell you about, tell you about hand sanitizer. So it's actually kind of funny. We yeah. bought the hand sanitizer. They're hand sanitizing pens. We purchased those as a, just a marketing tool um, before the pandemic. So I don't know what that says about us at MEDC. Maybe we're able to tell the future. I don't know. So we have plenty. So if any business owners are listening or residents or anybody that needs masks or hand sanitizer, we are happy to help. We've we got, got plenty. <laughs> 
and we still have some masks. We Absolutely. still have some resources if you're Absolutely. if you're in need of that. We've even had some residents uh, call up and say, "Hey, I, I our saw visit those, Marlboro masks, visit Marlboro yeah, masks, yeah." And, and, and we've been able to support them for sure. Awesome. Charlie, by the way, says thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Meredith. So we're coming up on uh, 45 minutes. So any last uh, things you want to mention? Any 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 look into maybe what our next episode might be like. And by the way, our next episode will be in two weeks. So we'll be we'll be coming to you live uh, the first and the third Wednesday uh, of every month. Every month. Yeah. No, I, I just want to say thank you. Appreciate everybody joining us today. And thanks to my team here at MEDC for, for putting this together. I think, again, it's a wonderful way for us to be able to, you know, engage with all of you at a time where it's difficult to engage. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so if anybody has additional questions, please drop them below. Yes. We, we would be thrilled to answer them, you know, before or after the, the podcast. Um, the live video podcast I that we're doing. I keep to correct her on this, guys. <laughs> She's like, oh, we're going to do a podcast. It's live. It's, it's a live video, video podcast. Yes. Yes. But we're thrilled to have you all here. And if there are topics or things that, you know, you would like to see us tackle in this in this live video podcast, please let us know. Um, we're really excited to be doing this. And, and thank you for joining us. Yeah. Naomi Soriano says, that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining. All right. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And again, like Meredith said, feel free to let to, us know. Yeah. If you've got any questions or if you if you say, hey, it would be really great to hear more about this or maybe eventually we'd love to have some guests come in and, you know, talk about what Absolutely. they specialize in and everything. So just let us know. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> awesome.